Hey, this is Pastor Jesse of City Lights Church, and I just want to thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. We hope that it inspires you and confirms the fact that the kingdom of God is a present reality in our lives that you get to live out. You get to be God's ambassador of the kingdom of heaven. That's exciting news. We also hope that our messages challenge your identity to help you understand who you really are in Christ. I hope that you're blessed by this message today. This is the gospel according to Luke, chapter 2, starting with verse 15. Sorry, starting at verse 19. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. And at the end of the eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You guys can be seated. I don't know if many of you know this about me. Some people do. Uh, but I actually have a twin. Who knows that about me? Wow, a lot more people than I thought. I have a picture of my, myself and my twin brother when I was younger. Which one is which? That? Like, my, that is me. My brother looks a little cheekier than I do in that picture. That was at my aunt's wedding. I had just been poked with the thing and blood is pouring on my finger probably. I remember that. They had to get ice and like wipe it off my shirt. Those were good days. But I'm a twin, and when my mom was pregnant with us, and she went for a checkup, and because of how we were like in her womb, and they didn't have blood tests back then, they couldn't tell what gender I was. And so they're like, you need to prepare a girl's name and a guy's name. And I came two months early. If you don't know that, I'm two months premature. You can tell by my size. (laughs) Two months premature, and I got named Benjamin. But... I could have been named Elizabeth. That was the name they picked if I was a girl, Elizabeth, uh, after my, I think my great-grandmother or something. But a name is important. And today we have seen an influx of weird names, right? Celebrities just love to name their kids weird things. We have names like Malibu Barbie, which is not a toy, that's someone's name, Gravity Blue, Audio Science, Apple, Blue Ivy, Cricket Pearl, One guy named his kid Pilot Inspector, which is just fun. And then we have the famous Elon Musk XAEA-12, which is just annoying to me that someone would be like, I'm going to name my kid that. But they're rich, and they don't care if people make fun of their kids' names, apparently. But today on the church calendar is actually a really important day. And we don't get to celebrate that much because New Year's Day really never follows on a Sunday. Uh, It won't happen again, like Martin mentioned, for another 11 years. uh, We won't be here, so for that. But today on the church calendar is actually called the Holy Name of Jesus Christ Day. It's all about his name. There's a purpose to this day, that we start off the first day of the year with Jesus. We celebrate what it means to us. And we saw in the gospel reading today, there wasn't much about his name, right? A brief little verse about how... On the eighth day, which is Jewish custom, Mary took him to be circumcised and he named him Jesus. It's interesting, though, because names matter back then. And if you look a chapter back in Luke, we have the birth of John the Baptist. And it says this, Now the time came for Elizabeth to give birth, and she bore a son. And her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown great mercy to her. 
and they rejoiced with her. And on the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child, and they would have called him Zechariah after his father. But his mother answered, No, he shall be called John. And they said to her, None of your relatives is called by this name. And they made signs to his father, inquiring what he wanted him to be called. And he asked for a writing tablet. If you don't remember, John the Baptist's dad was struck silent after he saw the angel telling him about John being born. And he asked for a writing tablet and wrote, His name is John. And they all wondered. And immediately his mouth was open and his tongue was loose, and he spoke a blessing to God. So names matter. And I can just imagine what Mary and Joseph probably went through. One, Mary looked pregnant before her and Joseph got married. That's one awkward thing. And then if you think about it, how many relatives, how many people were questioning, why Jesus? What about Joseph? What about a family member's name? Joseph, why did you pick this name? Imagine like the awkwardness in that moment as they're resolute on naming him Jesus and you thought your Christmas dinners were awkward. But on the eighth day, as was Jewish custom, Mary and Joseph named him Jesus. And the Bible says the name, the angel told them to name him while he was still in the womb. Who loves Christmas songs? I love Christmas songs. I'm still, there's 91 Seven in Scranton's playing Christmas music up till midnight tonight if you want to keep listening to Christmas music. Thanks, Mary Wood. But there's a song, and I think Jesse and I same, share the same like, feelings about this song called Mary Did You Know. It's a great song, right? Pentatonix is a great a cappella version of it. It's on the radio all the time. And I always laugh at it because Mary knew. Right? If we look back, when the angel comes to Mary, and the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him to the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And to his kingdom there will be no end. A savior king with no end. His name is to be called Jesus. And the shepherds hear the same thing and tell Mary about it. The angels say to the shepherd, fear not. Behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you, born this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. So Mary knew. Everyone relieve yourselves from that song. Mary knew. Maybe she didn't know all the miracles he was doing, but she knew his purpose on the earth. So turn off that song when it comes on. I'm just kidding. That song is still a good song. A savior, a king of a kingdom that never ends, giving him the name Jesus. Yeshua. Actually, it just means Joshua. But the meaning of that name is what I want to talk about today. Jesus' name translates to Yahweh saves. God saves. That's great news today, right? God saves saves. I love that Psalms we read today. As, as Sarah read that Psalm, I was like, I should have preached on this today. Because there's that line in there, who, who am I, who's man that God is mindful of him? And that is, I sat there and was just blown away by that one line. Who, who am I that God's mindful of me? We have good news today. God looks on us and is mindful of us and made a way of salvation for us. God saves 
Just think about that. It gives you meaning on this earth. It gives you a purpose. It makes you feel good about yourself knowing that God is mindful of you. Whatever you're going through, God knows. And God saves. Who am I that God is mindful of me? So what we're going to look at today is our need for a savior. Because most of us need to like remind ourselves of a need for a savior. I'm going to on uh, New Year's Day, no better day to remind us of that. But if you look at in Ezekiel, it's going to be up on the screen, Ezekiel 34, there's a prophecy against the shepherds of Israel. The word of the Lord came to me, son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. These are people who God put in charge of Israel. Prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, even to the shepherds, thus says the Lord God, ah, shepherds of Israel, who have been feeding yourselves. Should not shepherds feed the sheep? You eat the fat, you clothe yourselves with wool, you slaughter the fat ones, but you do not feed the sheep. The weak you have not strengthened, the sick you have not healed, the injured you have not bound up, the strayed you have not brought back, the lost you have not sought, and with force and harshness you have ruled them. So they were scattered because there was no shepherd. And they became food for all the wild beasts. My sheep were scattered. They wandered over all the mountains and on every high hill. My sheep were scattered over all the face of the earth with none to search or seek for them. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. As I live, declares the Lord God, surely because my sheep have become a prey and my sheep have become food for all the wild beasts. Since there was no shepherd, because my shepherds have not searched for my sheep, but the shepherds have fed themselves and have not fed my sheep. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against the shepherds, and I will require my sheep at their hand and put a stop to their feeding the sheep. No longer shall the shepherds feed themselves. I will rescue my sheep from their mouths, that they may not be food for them. So we see here that we need a savior. We need a good shepherd. Why? Because every other shepherd we put in our life is more than likely going to fail us at some point. They still fail, and they always will. And we have a human nature in us to follow other shepherds, right? It's easy to have idols in our lives, politics, heroes, sports figures, anything you can think of, you can make a shepherd of your life. And I know we all can think right now, if we thought about it, something that's shepherding our life other than Jesus. And they're all going to fail because they're not looking out for you. They're looking out for themselves. And God sees that and says, I need to do something about this. My sheep are not getting fed. My children are not getting fed. They're being taken advantage of. And he says, you know what? I will shepherd them. I will save them. I will rescue them. And that's good news we can live in today. No longer are we left for the wild beast. I had this weird dream last night. Odd dream where I got attacked by like six mountain lions at Kyle's house. It was a weird dream. They weren't at your house. They were outside your house. And I thought it was a squirrel. So I'm like, hey, squirrel. And then it was six mountain lions. And I remember like feeling like I was getting eaten by mountain lions. And I woke up and thought of this verse. I was like, wait a second. While getting eaten by wild beasts. I, I dreamt about that last night. And that's not, like, literal beasts won't come after you, but you know that feeling when you're following and you're getting shepherded by something else. 
life somehow doesn't go the way it's supposed to go. Life somehow starts looking different and somehow you start feeling like you're being attacked and eaten, you're not getting fed. That's because all other shepherds will fail you. But God, in his great mercy, declares, I will rescue my sheep from their mouths that they may not be food for them. There's a plan in place. And it's Jesus. God saves. Yahweh saves. And so how do we respond to that? Because it's easy to bow down to other saviors. Like I just said, we can, there's, I can name a billion things we can follow and bow down to. But there's something I want to point out, and this is one of my favorite verses in all of the Bible, is in Philippians. Paul writes this. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. There's a moment coming where every knee is bowing before Jesus and every tongue confessing that he is Lord. And you know today you can be a prophet. And you're like, what? I can tell the future? No, you can do a prophetic act and start bowing down before him now as a prophetic act of the future of everyone bowing down before him. And it's tough, I agree. Every knee will bow, so we might as well start now, right? And this is also good news. I love this verse because it says every name will bow down to him. He's a name above all names. And I can name a lot of things that are bad that have to bow down to Jesus. Cancer has to bow down to Jesus. It has to. His name is above that. And there's a list of things I can say that are going to bow down to Jesus. And that's what I live by. That's how I walk in my faith is I'm going to start bowing down now to him and showing the world the prophetic act of like, hey, one day everyone's bowing down. Every knee's bending before him. Every tongue's confessing that he is Lord. Why don't we start now? Why don't we do that now? So what does that look like for us today? And the first thing we have to recognize, and this could be uncomfortable, is ask yourself, who is my savior? Who is my savior? Who am I trusting on in saving me? And I have a problem, and I'll be the first to admit my problem, is I like to be in control. Anyone else have that? I like, <laughs> I just like to be in control of things. I like things to sort of go the way I think they should go. And so for me, letting that go to Jesus is a really hard thing in my life, of letting like circumstances go to Jesus, because I like to be in control of those circumstances. So what is that for you? And I want to point out the original sin that we see Adam commit is Satan comes to him and he says, hey, take this apple, you'll be like God. And in that moment, Adam's like, I can be like God? I can make these decisions for myself? I can do things for myself? And that original sin still radiates in all of us that we think somehow we can do it better than him. 
And so there's some circumstances, situations where like, I got this, I'll do it. And I love that song Defender today. When I first heard that song, I was sitting up at an Elam church in, in Lima and Kenny was leading worship and some girl, I don't even know her name, was leading worship with him. And she sang that song from practice. I was there for their practice, just sitting there. And I broke down in tears because in that moment, I was like, holy cow, I like things my way. It's, in my mind, I'm like, it's not better his way sometimes. I like to do things my way. And in that moment, it sort of melted over me. And Sarah, can t- I texted that song to Sarah right away. I heard it, sent to Sarah and said, we need to do this song. And she said, I'm crying right now, listen to this song. And I said, I know that's what I'm doing right now. It's so much better his way. And the challenges in life is because sometimes our life doesn't look like it's better even when we're following Jesus. And so what do we do in those moments? And I love how Jesse spoke, uh, preached uh, two weeks ago. It was supposed to be my time to preach, but then I had to lead worship, so I couldn't do it, uh, about the mystery of Advent and how Mary, hearing this news of a baby being born in her without ever knowing a man, and she just accepted it and had accepted Everything that comes after her, a family questioned her, Joseph questioned her at one point. Then Joseph met an angel and he accepted it. And all these things where they accepted the mystery of, of the gospel, the mystery of God, that even though your life looks hard and even though your life seems like it's, and things aren't happening the way you thought they were, it's still better to just give it to Jesus and say, you know what, I'm still gonna trust you with my life. That's a really tough thing to do. So who is your savior today? And I mentioned before how I love that this new year starts with Holy Name Day and recognizing and reminding us that God saves. Because it's really easy to focus on like bad things we follow after and other saviors we have that aren't Jesus. But there's also good things that we can put above Jesus. And what do we usually typically start off the new year with? Goals, resolutions, And I'm fine with that. Better yourself, get healthy, read more books. But if those are the markers for us for having a good year, and we're counting on that to somehow make our life better, we are wrong. We need a savior. We have a savior. His name is Jesus. There's so many times in my life where I'm like, if I get this lined up and this lined up and this lined up, my life will be a hundred times better. And then either I fail myself and don't line up one of those things or I line all those things up and it's still not better. And Jesus is there going, what about me? Reading those 50 books won't get you closer to me or won't save you, I save you. Getting healthy, yes, will be good for me. But if I'm think that's going to somehow change my life and make me feel better about myself, I'm, I'm wrong. Because in the end, that still fails. We've seen it. We were talking today before, before uh, church today about lottery winners, right? There's a documentary about lottery winners winning tons of money. All of them said, I wish I never won this money. All of them became really rich and said, you know what? This still doesn't help me where I'm at. And we said that we have the biggest mental health crisis ever in the history of the world, the biggest one. 
And Jesus is the answer to that. And yes, there's medication and there's therapy that are also the answer. But if Jesus isn't the main answer, if that can only get you so far, but willingly submitting your life and saying, you know what, Jesus saves is good. This doesn't mean go home and stop taking medication. I'm anti that. I have, I have family members with mental health problems. I'm like, please take your medication. Please, please, please. Don't just say God healed me and to stop taking it. Go to a doctor. Find out. I'm not advocating that. But Jesus is the ultimate savior. Your therapist will probably fail you at some point. You will fail yourself at some point. Your, your medications will fail you at some point. Jesus will never fail you. I want to encourage those today who are going through a tough time in their life, who's thinking, it doesn't feel like God's leading me in the right direction. It doesn't feel like I'm actually God's saving me. I I want to encourage you to keep on going. Even though it looks hard, even though there's diagnoses, even though there's family problems, God is still moving. God saves. That is the good news of the gospel that God saves. And it might not look the way you want it to look. I've been there. I've had issues where I'm like, why can't this? I have AFib that randomly kicks in once in a while. My heart starts beating irregularly. I hate it. And I'm like, God, please take this away. Please. It always kicks in on, recently it's been kicking in on Sundays, which is not fun because I have to call out. I can't be here. I'm like, why on Sunday? Why? This is the devil. And yet I've come to learn that in those moments, God's still my savior. Even in the hard times that I still trust in him and I commit to him as being my savior. And it's freeing when everything's submitted to God. I'm telling you, when you have nothing on yourself left to do, when you're not controlling anything yourself, you give it all to God, it is the most freeing thing. Because then when circumstances come up, you can say, well, God, I trust you. When things are going your way, God, I trust you. And I love that in the end, and I can't wait for this day, and I can't wait for all of you to share in this day, is when, when Jesus comes and when we're reunited and heaven's on earth, I'm hoping this happens. It's not in the Bible. I just, I just feel like it's going to happen. When we look, get a chance to look back and see how good God's been through our lives regardless of the circumstances and see how he's lined everything up for our good, even though at the moment it doesn't feel like that. When we get in his presence and we meet him and we see everything that he's worked through us and in us and how he's led us to this point with him, it's going to be like a a glorious day. And I love, the Bible says there's no sad tears in heaven. I'm hoping there's happy tears. I like a good cry. Anyone likes to cry? I like to cry happy tears. I watched It's a Wonderful Life three times this year and cried every time. That movie gets me every time. Anyone else with me? I love that movie. I cry every time when he says... When he toasts his brother, George Bailey, the richest man in Bedford, the tears are flowing down my face just because I'm like, this is so beautiful. And I'm hoping there's happy tears in heaven. I'm, I'm looking forward to that day when we realize God does save. God is our savior. And when we get to heaven, we look back and we see everything he's done for us. And we're just going to stand in amaze in his presence. And the fact that we're standing in an afterlife with Jesus should be amazing enough that he's given us eternal life. But I want to challenge us today this year, 2023, I love how like there's usually like a word like 2020 was like, it was 2020 vision. No, he gave us COVID, dang it. <laughs> but uh, I heard a word for this year, like it's 2023. It's Michael Jordan's year. I'm like, it's a year to be Jordan. But that's not the word for today. But 
I really want to encourage us that this year, set as many goals as you want for yourself. But bow down to Jesus first. Spend time with Jesus. Bend your knee. Confess that he is Lord. Be with him. That's my goal. And if you want to read more books, if you want to get healthier, I'm fine with that. But don't let that be your marker of a good year. Don't let that be what saves you. God saves. Yahweh saves. Uh, we've been doing this Advent devotional by Brian Zahn. There's still a copy up there. If you want to read the last like three days of it. Um, but today he had this little reflection in the, in the back on this day. And I want to do that today as well. So we're going to take like two minutes in silence and just reflect on this. And he says this. On this holy name day, the first day of the new year, let's sit quietly and speak the name of Jesus over our lives, our families, the things that trouble you. Over the next year, believe in the name of Jesus that you will see God's salvation. And I just love that. There's a worship song. We've never done it here. I don't know if anyone's heard it called. It's like, I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Have you ever heard that song? Me and Jesse have a problem because they're like, just speak it then. Uh, we were like, we want to change the words to I'm going to speak the name of Jesus because we're like, why do you want to speak the name of Jesus? Just speak the name of Jesus. It's an easier worship song. But I encourage you right now in these two moments just to think about situations you're going through. Think about the saviors you put ahead of him in your life and just speak Jesus over your situations. There's people here I know that need healing. The families need healing. My family needs healing. That I'm going to speak the name of Jesus over this, this new year. As everything bows down to him. And then reflect him. And in this time of reflection, also just recognize your need for him, a need for a savior. Reflect on the saviors you have that are going to fail you and say, Jesus, you're better than those. But I encourage you in this time to speak the name of Jesus over your life, over your family, and uh, just over everything. So let's take two minutes just to do that quietly. Mm -hmm.